Howard Lindzen is the founder and general partner at Social Leverage. All opinions expressed by Howard and podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Social Leverage or StockTwits. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for decisions. Guests may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast. Okay, now... Hey, hey, hey. We're live. Yes, we are. A month ago, we started this. Now, Friday, April 9th or so. March it was, it was 13th, 11th Friday 13th. was our oh, first one up. Mm-hmm. We are... Uh, hasn't even been a full month. Hasn't been a full month. 40, almost 50 episodes. Oh, yeah. Plus several in the pipeline. Pretty smart group of people. Oh, yeah. So today, one of the, the smartest people I know is... I think he's younger than me, too. Prick. It's uh, Matthew Prince, him and his partner, Michelle Zaitlin. She's Canadian. He's from another planet, uh, Harvard Law. All the things I don't like in, in people, he's that guy. <laughs> and uh, he likes being, he's like a whiply, snidely whiplash from that old cartoon. He gives me no room to breathe, meaning he will not, he's like my wife, he'll just cut me. He cuts very deeply with his wit and with his patience. and uh-huh. and But yet... Was still willing to talk to me. I said, huh. Matthew, I know you're busy, but we're all locked down. Uh, he's CEO of Cloudflare, which I think $7 billion public company that's keeping the internet running and clean hmm. through all this. So we're going to explain that to our users because StockTwits is a popular ticker. Um, and we're not going to talk about the stock. We're just going to talk about building a company in a panic and running a global company during a pandemic. This is a truly global company that he's overseeing in the, in the meat of a pandemic. Meat, I don't know what that is. In the, in the heat of a pandemic. And so uh, it's hard to get his time, but this is what Panic with Friends is. I said, please. And if I asked him any other time, no. Uh, but I asked him now, and he said, okay. And uh, I'm sure I'll be paying for this forever, so I have to be on my game with Matthew. You ready? I'm ready. All right. So he, uh, since they're a public company, if you want to follow Cloudflare, uh, use one of our portfolio companies, Coifin. Coifin is my desktop product of choice. Uh, it's one of our portfolio companies. If you want to track, analyze what's happening in the current market turmoil, use Coifin. They have high quality data, powerful functionality, a clean interface. It's free. I use it all day, every day. Set up my watch list, watch the market, do fundamentals everything that you can do inside Coifin. Uh, Coifin.com, K-O-Y-F-I-N.com. Let's get Matthew on the phone, K-Nut. Hey, it's Matthew. Hello. Hello. Hey, my man. Are you in Park City? I I am. Uh, as you know, it's where I grew up and my my uh, my father's in his late 70s is out, out here, so... So we, uh, we, my wife and I decamped from San Francisco out to Park City uh, to, to, to get through this crisis together. And it's kind of interesting. That you did. It's like a couple of years ago, you finally decided to go back home a little bit. And so now it's coming in handy, not being out of the big city. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's, um, you know, it, it, it seemed at first when I don't think any of us quite realized how serious this was, it seemed like a, a perfectly good strategy to come out here and Huh. You know, be be a little bit isolated in the mountains and ski ski a bit, um, and then and then obviously all the ski resorts are closed and and uh, but it's been uh, it's been a, a great place to hide out and and um, and and continue to get work done. What's the population in a winter in Park City? 
I don't know with with everyone. Maybe I probably not a hundred k, but it's but it's you know it's it's going to be in in tens of thousands. Okay, uh, and I bet it's down you know well south of of ten thousand. So it's very now. quiet. Okay, and is it yeah. busier in the summer? I can't. No, it's got to be busier in the winter. Even the uh, summer is I better. Think, I think it actually technically is busier in the summer in terms of just people coming through town because mm-hmm. um, it's a you know they 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 do a lot around here with arts festivals and music festivals and 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 other things. But uh, but right now it's about as quiet as I've I've ever seen it. We wow. uh, my, we were walking down Main Street, Park City the other night, and it looked like some scene out of Resident Evil. It was um, oh. it was it was just completely deserted. And um, you know we'll get. Everybody's different. So this is Panic with Friends. I appreciate you taking the time. Everybody's got a different story uh, about panic. You know, the stock twits and Twitter audience of mine and my blog are all like kind of investors slash uh, entrepreneurs. Uh, so this thesis, this story was just, let, let's talk about other panics. This panic's way different. You happen to be running a global company with Michelle during it. So I think that will be an interesting take. It's just what it's like managing that many people from Park City with your team. I don't know how big, how big is the team right now? Now at Cloudflare, picks the company. Uh, we're north of twelve hundred, and and you know, very distributed around the world. I think we have thirteen, 13 offices 13 around the world. Offices. So you've got like a unique take for people that follow public companies and tech companies. Just thirteen offices. So we're lucky to have you. Just talk about like the context of that. Do you remember? I think we met through Twitter. I think so. I think your. I think it was your wife was coming to Sundance. Yeah, we were both coming point. to Sundance, and I was like freaking yeah. out because I promised her tickets, and I just tweeted, "Does anybody have tickets?" And you tweeted me back. Yeah, and Michelle. Well, Michelle, who's a fellow, a fellow Canadian, yes. and who's my business partner, um, for reasons that still baffle me, admired you. Um, and so she followed you on Twitter and she forwarded it to me, and and uh, I think that's how we we met the first time. And then I just showed up in line, butted in line. Yeah, that was anyway worked out worked out just fine though. But I think I don't know what movies you went and saw that year, but uh, but it's you know that was one one of the one of the one of the benefits of of having grown up in this part of the woods is that um, that that I I that it's sort of my one reliable vacation every every year is, is to come out to Sundance. So you built you've seen the panic. You actually started this company on the tail end of the panic, Cloudflare uh, Origin. Uh, yeah. Story. So yeah. So we were. Um, uh, Michelle and I met in business school, and uh, we were in, in. We graduated in '09, and um, you know, so we, we were right in the center. Of in things Chicago in or, or Harvard? Was it Chicago? We were at, at uh, we were at HBS. HBS, um, yeah. and uh, and so so in Boston, and and um, and it was you know I, I think that I was you know I'd been an entrepreneur before um, business school. Um, Michelle, you know, had been an operator, and she. Um, she had taken a, a internship at Google in uh, the right. summer of 08 and did really well. And, you know, everyone, they, they used to be that you sort of did the internship and you would naturally get, get an, get an offer. Um, and it was the one year in Google's history that they didn't extend a single offer huh. to any of their interns. So that's kind of like this year for interns yeah, graduating. Exactly, yeah. exactly the same. And I think that that's, uh, I mean, there's no <sighs> Google way didn't, to, they wouldn't even do that now. They'd be offering it. So that was really bad. Oh nine. Well, they pulled, they pulled a lot of their offers this year. Oh my um, goodness. So, and it was one of the things that, you know, I, I think, um, I think because the two of us lived through that and we, you know, we, we first and foremost said, you know, we've got to be committed 
to the the people that we've made internship offers for and and you know I'm sure we'll talk about kind of you know where where we sit in this but you know we've got we've got more work than we know what to do with and so we actually made the call 2 weeks ago that we would double the size of our our internship program and it's been I mean it's been it's been crazy we've had literally 100 uh, student applicants an hour uh, in the for at least the next five days after we after we made that announcement, and I mean I, I think it's it, that's that's one of those groups of, of people that are, you know, at one level going to really struggle um, over the next little bit. But then you know I look back at our class of '09 from business school, and you know four billion dollar companies came out of that yeah. that one class. I mean because it's because wow. what you, were the other ones? Do you remember? Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean they're friends with all of them, so. Okay. Um, uh, Rent the Runway, Jen Hyman and, wow. and Jenny. They got to um, be, they're getting hammered at this thing during this. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got to be tough for them. Uh-huh. Um, uh, ThreadUp, uh, so James and Chris, uh-huh. who started ThreadUp, which is the largest online consignment store. Wow. And then, you know, the guy who probably did the best of all um, was uh, Will Dean, who uh, started mm-hmm. Tough Mudder, which is the. Oh, I've heard um, about that. The, like, the, the event, the, the crazy. Mud race. Yeah. It's basically like go run through the woods um, and, uh, He's and, not and complete some obstacle course. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, yeah, hit hit it. Who who'd have, who'd have thought that would probably be the best business that came out of out of that year? So oh, stop it. So 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 let's because I still don't understand Cloudflare and so little technical skills on my part. But my I knew enough that my smartest nephew, who's a geek. Knut, I don't help anybody in my family because I don't think they're smart enough. Not my kids. I've helped them forever, but anybody else's kid, fuck them. <laughs> and, uh, but I knew my, so I took him up to San Francisco to and have lunch with Matthew and Jeremy. Cool. And Jeremy, Jeremy was just back on the co- podcast, Matthew, and he was waxing poetic about his summer at, at Austin. And he went through a tough, like, this is not, you know what I mean? Like, you can't just say, I want an internship. Like, I think Jeremy went through like six or seven interviews and, it was the experience of his life that you just talked to him. He was, yeah. yeah. So he was just back on the podcast and he was saying, uh, Matthew, that this year, you know, he's graduating and, and my ne- other nephews were on the podcast. Like, fuck, everybody's cutting. Like, like it, that none of them have jobs. Yeah. It's, and they're smart I mean, I, kids. I, everybody's pulling I, internships. Not you, but. but you no, know, I, I think that the companies, like if you look back, uh, I mean, it's cliche to talk about, you know, Apple as, as, and sort of, and jobs as leadership. But, but in one of those things that I think actually is good to remember right now, uh, Apple in 2001, and then again in 2008, when the rest of the tech industry was, was cutting back, they said, you know, we're going to use this as an opportunity, first of all, to focus and really focus on what are the most important things for us to do. And then secondly, we're going to use this as an opportunity to actually invest and go get the best talent, which is out there. And so, you know, we had our, first quarterly first totally virtual quarterly kickoff um okay. earlier today and and that was you know that was my that, that was my message to the team and and it was it was really interesting where i actually think it's uh, it was our best quarterly kickoff we've ever we've ever done um and it's you know if it, it, it's interesting it, w- our the guy who runs our engineering team is a guy named usman and and where's he, he said, london um, or san fran he's in san francisco okay and he's um he he said you know, the, uh, if, if stress kills you, then that's obviously bad. But when you stress systems, assuming they don't break, it's great. Um, it makes them stronger. Yeah. And, Look and at the I, stock market. I, like, know, I'm fascinated by, let's face it. It's the new national pastime. It worked. Yeah. You may not it's, be I mean, happy. It's, it's it fucking a, worked. 
yeah, it's a, it's a really, it's, it's interesting. So we've stopped talking about getting back to normal and we've started referring to it as how do we get back to better? Because there are certainly some things that over the last four weeks and, and actually longer than that, because we've had Asian offices, um, that got, that got impacted a lot, a lot earlier, but, um, that, that are better. And, and I, and I, and it's sort of like, how do we, how do we actually take those things that we've learned through this and then combine that back with what the, um, what the best aspects of, of, you know, having an office are and, and, and how do we also use this as an opportunity to get, you know, the best talent that is, is available. And, you know, we're in a very fortunate position to be able to continue to invest. And, uh, and I think that that's, um, Again, I, I, I hope I hope never been a better time to recruit. Never been a better time to recruit. It's incredible. I mean, it's and it's the number of directors of the top engineering programs in the country who are reaching out to me personally and thanking us for what we've done. And that that that's a dividend that will that I think will pay off for us for for a long time to come. For those people who are getting a busy center because of that, I apologize because this is silly in comparison to the stuff that needs to be done. Can you explain to me and uh, my wife? Just remember the two of us are the listeners. Um, the she's like, a lot smarter than you are. I understand, so I, but I, she I, is I a lawyer, and so yeah. she will sue you if this is not done properly. Can you explain yeah. to me as simply today what Cloud Fuller does and why it's so important today more than any other day? Yeah. So our our mission is to help build a better internet, and that's literally what we okay. what we do every day. Is we make the internet run the way it should. And, and so, um, there are two halves of, of our business. One is how do we protect whatever it is that you as a company are exposing to the public internet? Uh, and so if you are putting up a website and you want to make sure it doesn't get hacked by hackers and you want to make sure that it's, um, reliable stock twitch is a customer, but yeah. Yep. Uh, and yeah, do you want to make sure that, uh, that, that, that it's fast, you know, in every corner of the globe, um, Cloudflare makes that happen. The way we do that is we run what is today one of the world's largest networks. We're in mm-hmm. uh, 200 cities around the world and more than 90 countries where we have our own equipment running. And so if you're going to stock twits, um, mm-hmm. for example, and you're sitting in you know, Sydney, Australia, uh, you the first request will uh, hit our infrastructure and then we'll do a bunch of analysis on whether you're you know a, a, a good guy or a bad guy uh-huh. uh, and then if you're a good guy we put you on a fast lane um, back across the internet and if you're a bad guy we stop you there so it never actually has to hit your infrastructure and uh, and that's been really effective the other thing the other half of our business is about how do we make sure that employees, and the internal applications at a company are safe and reliable online. And that's what we call Cloudflare for Teams. And that's sort of a replacement for what would have been your traditional uh, firewall or VPN that you would buy from a, from a company like Checkpoint or Cisco. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's, that's been, you know, obviously at this particular time where uh, so many people are working remotely and you have to do that in a way which is secure and reliable, um, that that's been just something that's uh, that 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 you know we couldn't we couldn't have launched at a at a, at a more opportune time. Unbelievable! It's like it's like again because I I watch stock prices. I, I I don't study fundamentals. I just watch prices, and to see the amount of companies because you're not interested in the stock market, just me, and to see how prices behave, you could just group companies as like anti-COVID companies. You know, Zoom, Cloudflare, even Akamai competitors, whatever. But 
all the company, not so much Slack, but Microsoft, because they're bigger, like the companies that go up when, when the world was coming down, um, Netflix, and, and it's just so interesting to see how resilient certain companies are or how, how the world really understands what companies are important in a time of this type of crisis and the money kind of flowed into them that you don't follow that stuff, but I did like, did you have any idea that that was the, the way this would work, that you were more like counter cyclical in a way? Well, yeah, so I, I, um, I, I mean, I, I, I think that that's that, that, that obviously it's been a very unique time over yeah. the last, the last little bit. Um, and, um, you know, we're, we're focused on, on obviously building the long-term business. Oh and, yeah. And yeah. Been, no, I'm just saying I've just noticed it's just fascinating yeah. that it's like, I, I mean, it's, it I, as a counter cyclical. The, the interesting thing was, um, about, about two weeks ahead of when sort of the U S and Europe really, really realized what a crisis this was, mm-hmm. um, was the RSA conference, um, in San Francisco. And, and, and I've hosted a dinner at my home, um, to bring together tech and government leaders. And, um, and we sat down and it was, and it was, you know, the Patrick from, from awesome. Stripe right. and, and, uh, and Stuart from Slack and Eric from zoom and, and Jeff from Twilio. And I, and when we were all talking about this and I looked around the table and I was like, we could be the anti-COVID ETF right well, here. there you and go. And I wouldn't have known that a month ago, but I just watched prices and I'm like, why are these stocks up? Oh, they're infrastructure of the internet. Well, and, and I think that, you know, I mean, thank God this happened now and not 10 years ago. 10 years um, ago, we'd all be dead and killing each other by now. It, it Because it's, you know, the, obviously you know, the, the superheroes of this crisis are the, the medical professionals and the scientists that are, you know, helping people and taking care of them and, and, and looking for a cure. Yeah. But like the, you know, the Ant-Man to, to Captain Marvel um, is the internet and, right. and really right. is, is the cloud. And I think that one of the things that's been really inspiring for our team has been you know, I think we look at a lot of our friends who, 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 who feel like they're in some, you know, bad Lord of the Rings movie where, you know, there's this sort of unseen, unknowable evil that's out there. And I think what's been really rewarding and, you know, makes it easy for me to get up every morning has been that, you know, we're actually doing something. And, you know, there, there, there's no other public utility that could have doubled, uh, its usage and still function. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet the internet has, and, and Total. I think that Stock we're really, just doubled. It's all the cloud and, and you guys, like, it's just, well, like, and we're, it's a miracle. And we're really, and we're really proud of that. Yeah. And that's really, and it's, and it's like, you know, again, we're not the doctors and we're not the yeah, scientists we're not that are out there, but like we took one of the largest telemedicine, um, companies, Teladoc? Uh, and uh, or? A, a large telemedicine company. Okay. And uh, yeah, I didn't even know what I'm them. saying. Sorry. Okay. A company. And, sorry. And brought them, uh, I mean, they had all their physicians used to have to work from their clinics right. and all of a sudden they have to work from home and they have to be compliant with HIPAA and they have to have secu- certain security precautions mm-hmm. and they call us up and say, Hey, can you onboard them all? And we said, absolutely. Wow. Like, you know, the pharmaceutical company, we large pharmaceutical company is like has four different drugs that are, potentially, oh you know, God. treatments for this. 
20,000 of their employees moved onto Cloudflare for Teams. Um, and, and again, that's, that, yeah, that's, that's going to be good for our business over the long term. But the real thing that we're excited about is that, you know, it fe- like our team is just so proud that we can play, you know, one, one awesome. small role in making sure the world keeps functioning. I'm so glad my instincts about this were right. I appreciate your time. The, so, so 09, you start, you're 1200 people now, 13, where was the first, like when you knew you had to grow into another country, what was the first country? Uh, the, so we were, there's a guy, his name's John Graham Cumming, who, who I've known for a really long time. He's sort of a renaissance man, great, incredible writer, mm-hmm. um, great technical programmer, um, great sort of engineering leader. Uh, and, and I've been trying to convince him to, uh, to come join us. And he, he, they had done, he and his wife and kids had done a stint in Silicon Valley and basically said, I never want to go back there again. And, um, yeah. And so they were living in like London already. And he's, oh, he's just a, he's just a class act. I remember yeah. he was the VP of engineering somewhere. And I, and I kind of said, hey, listen, we're not really doing titles right now. And he said, Matthew, you know, my very first job, my title was programmer. Yeah. And I've always thought that was the most honest description of what I've done. So let's make that my title at Cloudflare and let's make this my last job. And I mean, wow. his only condition was, you know, he had to, he had be to um, be in London. And so that's when we started our London office and it's been super successful. And then, and then post Brexit, um, you know, I, I, we, we, we were fine legally in terms of being able to recruit people, but emotionally, if you were a smart Got kid it. in Eastern Europe, you didn't, you don't dream of moving to London anymore. Huh. And so, uh, John, John and his, and his family raised their hand and said, we'll go move somewhere else. And, and we chose Lisbon. And why we're all not living in Lisbon right now is, is a little bit beyond me. I mean, well, and, you know, Lisbon 20 years ago was like, don't go to Lisbon. You'll fucking be a heroin addict, right? No, You know what I mean? And now it's like fucking center it's, of Europe. It's it's absolutely yeah. the most incredible, yeah. incredible place. And great I mean, food just such a, and good drugs. But great food, and, good Wi-Fi, well, yeah, the, good hotels. The, the, and, and a competent government. <laughs> yeah, very like, competent. Yeah, And just, you know, well-run and the talent yeah. that we're able to get there has been, has been incredible. And so that's, um, so he's now, he's now there and building, building that team out. And we're, we're really excited about that office. I think what's so fascinating to me is like, everybody complains in my world, oh, you know, people are cheating. I'm like, we've never had more inside information as a, as a human race than watching what happened in Wuhan and nobody, very few people put on the trade, you know, you didn't need inside information. The internet is inside information. You know what I mean? Like we all watched what was going on there and no one made the move. Like, in, yeah, like you were saying, I, yeah. you didn't move to, to, to out of San Fran until when? Uh, three, three weeks ago. Although That's I think that, you know, I think we were, I was, and it was, it was actually a really, um, it was, it, I was surprised at how, how emotional it was. It felt, it felt like, uh, you know, I was, I was the captain of the ship and I was abandoning the ship. And so Uh-oh. we had closed the office down and everything, but you know, I, there is, you do, you do want to sort of, as long as your team is there, you want to be there. And so we had, we shifted to uh, work from wherever you feel most comfortable uh, policy in, uh, in North America and in Europe. Um, and, and about, about half of the team um, chose to work from home during that time. And, and, uh, and then, and then at some point it just became clear that it was the responsible thing to do to, to mandate working from home. And, and so that's what we've been doing for the last three weeks. Wow. And the, so the responsibility is endless, right? There's no like, how do you then, if it's, if, it, if the idea is to make the, if the mission is to make uh, the internet better, what's, how do you decide what products to do? 
Well, so I, I think, you know, when we're most successful at developing products, um, the very first best customer for those products is Cloudflare itself. Okay. And, um, oh, cause and you've so got 13 offices, yada, yada, yada. We got to do all the stuff to make sure that our team is productive and, mm. and secure. And, and the, I mean, it's, it's crazy to think, but there are literally thousands of people who wake up every day and say, Oh, what am I going to do today? Oh, I'll try and not, you know, hack Cloudflare. And so, um, oh, and so thank God there's people you know, bigger losers than me, but that is so, what people right, do every day. Right. That's absolutely true. And, and including, including you know, and that's everyone yeah, from the, Twitter. you know, 14 year old kid yeah, who's, who's bored to, you know, nation states where we see on mm. a you know daily basis attacks from China and Russia and Iran. And, you know, we had to get good enough to be able to survive those things. And, um, and now, and now we can, you know, provide that as a service to, to the rest of, you know, the internet. And now, you know, it's over 10% of all websites, um, that you visit sit behind us. And, um, and it's, and it's just astonishing to watch, um, you know, how much of the internet relies on us. And going forward post, I mean, it's hard, right? Right now, like, um, cause you're just too busy. What, you know, post the human tragedy, the internet remains undefeated and the internet is basically um, your mission is, is, is there. Does crypto fit into the internet or is that just a whole second, another universe? Yeah. You know, I, so I think the thing that for sure happens is, and you know, we're already. Cause it's over my, I'm just so confused by it, but like, how do you, every, go ahead. every, every CIO and every CTO that, you know, we, we called and they said, yeah, you know, We'll talk to you, you know, at some point in the next year. They're all saying, "Okay, as soon as we're back in the office, we need a meeting, um, we, you know, with you, with your team, because this is, I think, shown everyone that their need to go through a digital transformation is not a nice to have, but a must have, because mm -hmm. nobody wants to have to live through the pain Correct. that they have with with what's what's happened over the next little bit. So I think that that the move to the cloud accelerates. I think the sort okay. of digitalization um, accelerates in terms of crypto. I mean, I think we, do you lump that into the internet is what I mean? Is that, I don't, I, I, so we keep trying to figure out what, 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 what there is there. Yeah, um, me too. You know, the best, I still think the best, um, the, the, the guy who, who started chain, which is one of the, yeah, I know him. Chain companies. Yeah. yeah. I'm in Ireland. Smart. He wrote, he but he's wrote, not there anymore. Correct. I don't know. Okay, I, I just, I just remember the open letter that he wrote to Jamie Dimon. And I was like, that is the most clear smart explanation kid. of what crypto is good for and what it's not good for. And so, you know, I think that there are going to be certain applications that will be, that will be interesting. I, I like you, um, kind of just scratched my head, yeah. um, at it. And, you know, I, 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 somebody gave me a, Bitcoin a million years ago, and I don't have any earthly idea what I did with it, and it, and and so that that's disappeared into the ether, and mm -hmm. and you know I, I think that whatever the absolute high, another friend started a crypto fund and and you know said that he'd make an exception and let me write a very small check to be involved, and that 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 absolutely called the top of yeah, that that I'm market. In a few of those. Yeah. So I so I you know I I don't I don't know we we sort of think that. Um, if we can be the bridge to connect kind of the crypto world to the rest of the internet, okay. that that's an interesting role. And so we've mm -hmm. done some things with Ethereum gateways and other, other pieces, but you know, I, I think those are all things that we sort of think of as, as hobbies. Mm -hmm. And, and honestly, right now, 
um, you know, what, what it, three months ago, it, it felt like we had plenty of time for hobbies. And right now, I think we're just relentlessly focused on um, how, how do we make sure that our customers and 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 anyone else who relies on the Internet itself is um, is safe and, and secure and reliable. No, I think that's why I struggled as, an, uh, as a founder uh, is because I just fluff is my name and I, I had so many things going and I think this is a lesson that you know you'll you'll call me and you say oh I like the UI and I'll just like okay we should just focus on the basics this is a great time for for companies that actually do well to just keep focusing and like you are like I mean we, we, we Michelle at the end of our, our kickoff today said listen my my the the favor I need from you from every single person on our team is ask yourself if you are working on what you think is the highest impact thing that you can be working on. And if not, you know, let me or your manager know. And I think that again, the great companies use crises as a way to focus the teams and, uh, and, and then invest through that to, to, um, attract the best talent and, uh, and, and, and gain, gain share. And where's the, what's the type of people you're hiring the most just for people listening? What, what's, I mean, we, we hire across, across the board. Um, so, you know, we were, we, we, we love deeply technical, you know, engineers and, and, and we're always hiring for that. I think that, you know, right now, um, we're, we're continuing to invest heavily in, in our, in our sales team. And so, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of other companies lay off really high quality sales talent. And so I think that that's, uh, that's definitely an area that we're, um, that, that we're looking for, that we're looking for folks, uh, to, to continue to join the team. So I, again, I, I think we like, we like really smart people, but I think the two traits we really try to hire for are curiosity. We like people who are just relentlessly curious, want to mm-hmm. learn new things, put themselves on in new challenges, and then, and then empathy. You know, the ability to actually listen, uh, to change your mind if you hear something which is which is a different fact than you had assumed. Um, to sort of see the world from other people's perspective, you can find people who are curious and empathetic. Um, you can teach them anything, and they'll learn anything. And they're also just more fun to hang out with. So. Yeah, my nephew Jeremy is the most curious kid. I mean, they're different, very curious. I'm curious, but curious uh, from a high level. Some people are curious at the detail level, and I respect that. That's I think that's more Cloudflare. You you have to have both a Cloudflare, but that that's what's interesting. The the, the panic for a Cloudflare is just let's walk through one panic to, in my mind is decisions about evil and good. Is that is that something that I'm is that's important to you? Like how do you get into that battle? You had to wade in there a few times. What's the stress like at that? Cuz that's got to be the stress mo- most stressful thing for the firm or you and Michelle. I don't know if that's the most stressful thing. Oh, okay. Um I think that I mean I think that um you know, early on, I think we realized that Cloudflare was either going to be a one or a zero. It was either going to work, and if it worked, it was going to be really, really hmm. big, or it was not going to work. And yeah. so, early on, um, you know, the question that we would ask ourselves, which was totally absurd when there were eight of us over a nail salon in Palo Alto, mm-hmm. um, was if Cloudflare ran the internet, what would be the right policy? Hmm. And and again, I think it was it was bonkers that we were starting to ask that question, you know, back because eventually you got to ask it like uh, stock twits. We decide who to kick off sometimes. And well, maybe, but it, you know, and so I think that in, in our case, well, I'm saying um, our stock twits, not your case, but I'm a stock twits. We yeah, allowed to, you know, and I think that the, um, you know, one of the things that's been interesting about what we're living through right now is that it's, it's helped draw a very clear distinction 
between the kind of lowercase i internet, um, the applications that sit on top of it. So that's mm-hmm. stock twits and mm-hmm. Facebook and Reddit. Twitter and, yeah. and those, those sorts of things. Reddit, all, all of those, mm-hmm. a- a- and the and the uppercase i internet, which mm-hmm. is the actual network that that protects it. And I think we have been that's been a hard distinction to make up until now. And I think we have always seen ourselves as the defender of the uppercase I internet mm-hmm. and the network itself. And that it feels wrong if, you know, the undersea cable operator starts to say those are bad bits and kicks them off. Um, and, and we're not quite the undersea cable operator, but we're also not stock twits. That's sort of a publisher that's, that's, you know, that you have a direct relationship with. And so I think we've, we have tried to stay out of, out of that fight. And I think we've actually been pretty Very successful good. at doing that fight all the time. You guys have managed to stay above it. Yeah. And so we have, you know, we have, there are a couple of, of examples where, um, you know, in one case we, we kicked off, nobody is going to you know cry over neo-Nazis, but I think the thing that we did, we kicked off a, a bunch of you know neo Nazis that were that were using our service that were that were horrible people. I remember that. And um, but what we did, I think, that's different is we didn't just point to paragraph 13G of our terms of service and say right. no comment. Instead, we talked about it. We talked about how risky it was. And you know when you know one of the largest German newspapers wrote an editorial that said you know neo Nazis are bad, but this guy in San Francisco shouldn't be the one deciding who is and is not on the, you know, capital. Of course you're going to get that. Yep. But that's, that is, that was, that was sort of exactly the point that we were, that we were trying to make. And I think that, 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 that that has helped insulate us from it. You know, I think the, the second case was, you know, in the, in the case of the, the forum where, um, you know, a a number of mass shootings um, had been, had been posted, um, in that case, you know, what we saw was, you know, by and large, the, 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 the like if, if a stock twits is sitting on top of Cloudflare and, you know, there's some obnoxious thing that happens and we, as your infrastructure provider, decide to, without checking with you, just, you know, shut down a page oh, or terminate yeah. a user or whatever yeah. – You'd freak out, freak and out. understandably so, because yeah. like you have a set of policies and all of a sudden we've, we've gone above it in this particular case. Um, you know, when, when it got to the third, uh, mass shooting and you had an organization that was specifically set up to be lawless and to specifically thwart any obligations that they had under the law where they were literally mocking the, uh, you know, the law enforcement officials that were trying to investigate it. I don't, I don't think we should be the first line of defense, but if in those rare circumstances where you have something which is specifically set up to be lawless, then maybe we are the last line of defense. And so I, again, I think that we're, we're, we sit in a place of enormous responsibility and enormous privilege. And I, and I'm really proud of our team in terms of how thoughtful we've been around these, uh, these conversations, but but uh, but you know I, I what I'm why I think we've been able to do that is because we've been thinking about this since you know we were eight people above a nail salon in Palo Alto, and same with us. And uh, quickly, Phil Perlman, Justin uh, Soren, maybe not so much Soren because he was more development. But I would sit down and wrote our house rules day one, and like how are we going to behave if if this guy shows up on the platform? Well, we're going to kick him off because at the risk of kicking off the next Jim Cramer and superstar of the web. 
that's our risk, right? We kick off some guy who starts a competing product and kicks our ass, but we just stayed with that attitude for 12 years. It's not sexy for growth. So if well, I, if and, I knew but, then what I knew now, but now 12 years later, we're growing faster than ever because there's a norm. I don't and, know if it's and, a good norm or bad norm. So I'm not saying it's right and, or wrong. It's just a risk we took. And maybe we fucking would have been worth a hundred times more if I just let everybody come on barf on stock twits and they still come and barf, but we have rules and that's it. But if we, as your infrastructure provider, oh, you. overrode your rules, at least I could call you. Like, you can't, you can't, you can't, like we can't do that. Yeah. And so there is something that's different between that application that's sitting on top and the infrastructure that's sitting underneath it. And, uh, and, and I, and I think that, there was a period of time where those two things were getting conflated together. And I think a, a number of things, including this, this crisis we're living through sure. has really, has really split those apart. And, you know, if the biggest threat to the kind of fang stocks and, and everyone else was regulation for a little bit, um, Big I mean, deal. this, this, this crisis is a, is a, is a, is a reprieve. Yeah. All right. I could talk all day, but I really appreciate uh, I'm going to bug Michelle and try and get her to one up you, but um, I really appreciate your time. I really think the mission's great. Um, uh, and I really appreciate you explaining it uh, for the audience. And so uh, just huddle up and, uh, and hopefully uh, we'll be through this soon. Yeah. Well, I'll look forward to, uh, to seeing you in person again someday. Okay. Thanks, Matthew. Absolutely. Thanks, Howard. Cheers. So, Hey, we were pretty, uh, we were pretty deferent to his time, right? We did. We behaved. We did. But you learn a lot there, right? That was you were talking about you, the collective you. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we let them. I mean, I think it's such an important company. Like it's just people well, don't it's understand. And now that I've important. and I don't really get it. And then I've seen the stock kind of just. I study things once I see resilience, right? Because stock market, mm-hmm. I have no inside. Like Chris Sacker was saying, I have no inside information. I just mm-hmm. study resilience and patterns, and to see. You know, I'm, I'm proud that I'm friends with, you know what I mean? To see that company do what it's doing now, I feel like, all right, cool. I'd like to know more because it's resilient. And I'm, now he explained it to me why it's, I think there was some good insights there for entrepreneurs. I'm glad to hear there's such a level-headed guy on top of that. Don't right? you realize? Right? Like, I mean, that's important. He handles it really well. Michelle's even calmer. He, he okay. he's, he's a tough dude. Michelle's like, a, a, like the gentle legend over there and her husband. Anyways... Before I go, Knut, you have a PSA uh, related to COVID, so wrap it up with that. Hi, this is Knut. Just a quick message at the end here. It's almost impossible to find protective COVID gear these days, not just for you and I, but also for the big buyers. Even state governments can't get their hands on PPE supplies. Through my best buddy Stein back in Norway, I know of a large Chinese supplier of FDA-approved gear that's ready to supply big quantities. So if you know someone in need of critical PPE supplies, please have them email me at this address, covid.stein at gmail.com. That's C-O-V-I-D dot S-T-E-I-N at gmail.com. And I'll give them all the info they need. Just so you know, Panic With Friends is not making any money from this. This is purely a way for us to help put people in contact with each other. It's social leveraging at its best.